I just want to say that true crime cases are something that I've been reading about. And I want to say that I don't mean any harm or disrespect or anything. And sometimes the cases can be really, really scary. But I try to do true crime and creepy things Tuesday. So this recording might be up twice. And I just want to say I don't mean any harm, disrespect, or any hurtfulness. I'm just giving you the facts of the cases and letting everyone know that this is what I found. This is a case people have been talking about. This is a case that people are thinking about. I have looked into a lot of cases and I don't want to just, I don't want anyone to feel disrespected. If I say their name wrong, you can try to correct me. I might try to be able to pronounce it right. I might not be able to did my learning problem but I just want to say that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone ever and I hope that you all understand that I'm just giving you the facts and sometimes I may or may not give you my opinion or I could just tell you like hey this is my opinion based on what they are saying like not even a I know this personally but like more of a like a this is what people are leaning towards and do I agree or disagree but a lot of the time I don't really know so I'm gonna say like this could be my opinion but I really don't know them personally or know the case personally so it really is like a, this is what has been said so this is what the opinion of other people have been and I hope y'all understand that I don't mean any disrespect harm and I do not suggest you do any of this stuff that people have done and I hope that this stuff doesn't continue to happen and I hope y'all enjoy the cases and I hope y'all learn from them more importantly and I hope you all understand better that hey this is what happens let's be careful let's learn from this let's learn from this let's try to get a new law in let's try to do this let's try to keep it from happening again okay welcome back it's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Slop Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to like as told by ginger to movie monday to true creepy things tuesday to whatever i feel like talking about because this is my podcast and i hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun and we'll try to stay as calm as we can but let's get into it and let's all have some fun listening and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. Okay, today the content could be a little more chore for audiences. So please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. 
Okay, hi everyone out there in podcast land. Today we are going to talk about a very sad, interesting case. About Adam Welsh. That's right, Adam Welsh. I am watching the movie. His song continues. I remember watching this years ago. A little girl asked to tie how to tie a bow. They talk about a movie, Child Finding. John is working, but everyone says that this is one day he could have taken off. The movie makes me sad, angry, and so much more. When they were in a store, oh, the movie makes me sad, angry, and more. Ravid. Drew Walsh is thinking about Adam. When they were in a store and Adam was there, he wore a red hat. He might have also worn a red shirt. I'm not really sure. Back then, letting them play video games while go while you go shopping was normal. Ravi went through the whole mall couldn't find him. Adam has a sister now. Her name is Megan. Everyone was sad to hear about Adam. Trying not to cry, he was just missing at first. TV film helps reunite five children parents. Adam was six years old. John hosted America's Most Wanted. Adam Welsh Child Resource Center along with Adam Welsh Act. Code Adam, which is a missing child safety program. It was retailed store in 1994. They're at a water park. They just heard of Tool. He is already in jail. Might have been involved. House covered the news, reporters, and more. Since people geared about to Ravi, worried about Megan. Tool said he didn't do it. John and Ravi are upset over this. John is thinking about putting photos on milk. Like the missing kids on the milk carton. Like it wasn't a thing until a little bit ago in this story. Adam Welsh uh, Adam John Welsh 6 is abducted from a mall in Hollywood. The disappearance and unexplained death of Haney Scott. Cindy Okay. Haney Scott was a 14 year old freshman at Lomer Deer High School in Montana, where she lived on the North Indian Reservation with her mother Paula. Castor remembers her as an ambitious girl who wanted to become a doctor after graduation. On December 7th, 2018, Paula received a call from her daughter asking if she could go to Billings to attend a Native American basketball tournament. She reminded Haney that she was grounded and therefore couldn't go 
Haney replied, Okay, Ma, I'll be home in a little bit. That was the last time Paula heard her daughter's voice. The next day, Paula took to social media to ask if anyone had seen Haney, but no luck. Days later, both parents went to the B-U-R-E-A-U of India B-I-A to report her missing. Paula recalled how she was dismissed by the police and asked if she had checked with her friends that maybe Haney had a new boyfriend instead of releasing a missing persons alert that day. Police did not release one until two weeks after Haney was reported missing. The family was also left to search for Haney on their own. Their tribe community organized a search party conspired mostly volunteers. On December 20th, Haney's body was discovered covered in snow in an area behind a house in the Muddy Creek area west of Lamdeer. Lamdeer? Lamdeer. I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. Dirty for me, I guess. Police declared Haney's death was caused by her hyperthermia. Paula was not convinced. I don't think she died from hyperthermia. She said, I have pictures of her nose being broken. You can just tell her nose was broken and she had bruises. But they told me that there was nothing on her and that there was no foul play. But she was bruised. Police have stated that no charges would be filed in the case, as they cannot prove that a crime was committed. Haney's story is only one of thousands of examples of Native American women and girls who have been gone missing. A recent New York Times article reported that in 2016, the National Crime Information Center reported that 5,712 indigenous women and girls were reported missing. Only 116 of those cases were recorded in the missing persons database by the U.S. Department of Justice. Okay, now let's go to this one. Families of missing and murdered Native American women ask where their attention, where's the attention for ours? Gabby Pazito's case highlights the power of media attention, but for indigenous communities, it also exonerates the lack of attention given to missing people and murdered Native people. The case of missing 22-year-old Gabby Pato came to a tragic conclusion this week when the FBI reported her body had been found in a national park in Wyoming, and just as they had been during the frantic search for the young woman, new organizations and social media platforms across the U.S. were buzzing with the terrible update. The saga highlighted the incredible power of media attention to showcase a missing person's case and help it reach some type of timely resolution, no matter how dire. Though the search for pet I'm calling her Gabby. Killer community com continues, but for many in the indigenous community, it also further accelerates the lack of attention resources too often given to the 
scores of missing and murdered Native people in Wyoming and the rest of the country. In, in a report released earlier this year, researchers found that between 2011 and September 2020, 710 indigenous people were reported missing across Wyoming, and that between 2000 and 2020, indigenous homicide victims accounted for 21% of all homicides, though they make up only 3% of the state's population. Despite such a change of status, the report, a first of its kind for Wyoming, found that white homicide victims were more likely than Native American people to receive media coverage and media attention. Articles were more likely to include violent language and portray them in a negative light compared to wholesome stories about white victims. We've seen the stories talked with families that are sad and hurt that this is why their loved ones was portrayed, Emily Grant Sr. said. One of the cases featured in the report was that of Nicole Wang, a member of the Northern A-R-A-P-A-H-O tribe who has had to face the disappearance and death of two of her daughters in the last two years. One of her daughters, Jocelyn Watt, 30, who Wang described as a wonderful singer with a beautiful heart and was found shot to death in her home in central Wyoming at the beginning of 2019. Her murder has yet to be solved. A, later, a year later, Wyoming found a missing filed a missing persons report for her younger daughter, Jade Wagon. Wagon? Wagon? Yeah. 23. After she didn't return to their home on the Windy River Reservation. Weeks later, the body of her daughter, who she was outdoorsy and would always make her laugh, was discovered in a field. Although law enforcement claims she died from hypothermia and drugs, Nicole Wagon said she had no doubt she was murdered. Despite the family's tragedy, there was little public attention on either of their deaths. It makes me, quote, it makes me feel like we don't matter, we're just a statistic, Wagon told the Garden, and I'm like, my kids are not statistics, they were human beings and they had lies, and regardless of what people may think or assume, they don't know their stories. The epidemic of missing American Native Americans tends for beyond Wyoming research recovery corner of the U.S. This is so sad that this is happening. So I hope you all give attention, learn about these cases, try to get some media coverage because this is just ridiculous. I know more about that Gabby chick than I do about these people who have been missing longer than she was. No offense. Everybody should be on equal platforms of who, like, everyone should be like, okay, we need media attention for every person who's missing. We need to get our resources and do our best to stop this from happening all the time. In April, the Department of Interior report that about 1,500 American Indian and elastic native people were listed as missing in the National Crime Information Center. Duchess, a member of the Turmer tribe, said for the months she put up with 
flyers all over the area and a post on social media, but when she tried to get her daughter's disappearance to a bored audience, she constantly came up short. Quote, all I've got in my pocket is Facebook and just social media. That's all I got. I don't get any help from any other place. I beg, I just feel left out and unimportant, she said. Vera, okay, Vera Vlock, founder of Native Women Running and a Missing and Murderous Indigenous Women. So we need to work on helping these people find their loved ones, help figure out what went wrong, why they had this problem. And we should go support them and do our best to help get this. I don't usually like talking about this stuff, but I feel like after watching about it, reading about it and watching YouTubers and hearing podcasts on it, I thought it would be good to bring to light what is happening. Because this is not okay. We need to work on getting more media out there and getting more search parties and getting help and telling their stories. So as much as you're like, this feels wrong to talk about, you should also feel like this is trying to help them. So I hope you don't take this the wrong way and I hope you realize I feel I'm doing my best to get the story out there. As the mystery stretched on, Tara's family refused to wait passively for news. Her mother and her stepfather, John Dole, took the extraordinary steps of becoming deputized in France County, compiling police records and chasing leads from state to state. Patty and John kept hoping Tara would be found alive, and they stalked stocked her bedroom with new gifts for every birthday and Christmas that went by. Oh, that makes me want to cry and had in sappy tears that they were nice enough to do that but sad that she vanished. And now I want to cry because it's so sad but giving yourself some hope is good. <clears throat> in 2006, after years of Declining health, Patty died of complication following a series of strokes. John and I finally had closure that Tara was dead, said Chris, but Mom never did. She would constantly have dreams that Tara was home and then wake up in tears. The toll Tara's disappearance took on the family affected her stepsister, Michelle, 49, so much that in 2010, 20 years after Tara's disappearance, she and Tara's high school pal, Melanie began sourcing police files and re-interviewing witnesses in an effort to keep the case alive. In 2017, Watched the podcast vanish. I actually think I've heard of that podcast. The Tara Coco interview, she is convinced that she and Michelle are getting closer to locating Tara's remains. I want to know where she is, Michelle said in 2018. I also want somebody to be pay for it. So does former. Valence Sheriff 
Renee Rivery, who was the lead investigator in the case from 1996 to 2007. Rivery says it's likely that Terry was killed by teenage boys she knew. In 2008, he told the... Oh, boy. I'm going to have to spell this. A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-A journal that he believed that the parents of those boys were com oh, in hiding the truth about what had happened to Tara. According to the police report, she had been receiving threatening notes on her car windshield in the months before she disappeared. And multiple witnesses have reported that Tara was followed by a pickup truck the day she went missing. Somebody out there knew something, FBI. Supervisor Story Specialist Agent Ben Bargos told people, for those closest to Tara, that there many finally be an answer about her fate and someone brought to justice for it would mean some measure of peace. She was a good person, very sweet, very smart, said Tara's friend Evans. Jeannie Evans. If you anyone knows anything, come forward. What happened to Tara? Tara. More than three decades after 19-year-old Tara Polka vanished during a bike ride near her rural New Mexico home. Public may be closer to solving the mystery. New details in the case of the girl in the van. Interrupted. Tara C-A-L-I-C-O 1985 left New Mex State Road 47 outside Rio Cum Commons where she disappeared. On the morning of September 20th, 1988, 19-year-old Tara C. grabbed her Walkman cassette player and a tape with music by the rock and roll band Boston, climbed on her mother's 10-speed pink huffy bicycle and headed out for a long bike ride in the desert around her home in Rio Community, New Mex. The college sophomore often peeled as far as 35 miles. And this is one of the reasons why people didn't like it when kids my age were riding bikes by themselves. Now I know. Things I've learned over the past couple of years and doing this, I've learned why my people had such strict rules. 35 miles round trip. She liked the exercise and soaked up solid and beautiful scenery that sprawled beyond the miles of open highway surrounding by wide expanse of desert. As she took off, Tara called out to her mom, Patty, 
her stepsister, Michelle Dole, remember she said, Mom, if I don't come home, something happened to my bike. Come get me. There were the last few words Tara's family ever heard her speak. For 34 years, the family had been haunted by the events of that morning and wondering why. The charming, intelligent young woman who was studying psychology at the University of New Mexico never returned home. In 1889, they thought they had found a clue, a disturbing photograph picked up by a woman in the parking lot of a convenience store in Florida showed a girl who looked like Tara in the back of a van with black duct tape over her mouth and her hands appeared tied behind her back. Tara's mother was convinced that the girl in the snapshot which circulated widely in the media was her missing daughter, but authorities who analyzed the image disagreed. Now, however, a task force of local police, FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security that has been working on the case since 2013 have what they believe to believe to be credible leads that could finally bring closure to the most baffling mystery that Calico's sleepy rural community has ever seen. The case is being very actively investigated at this point, and there's been a lot of action in the last year, said lead investigator Valenco County, Joseph Rowland, adding that a new search warrant was ex extended in April 2021. Wow, dang, no wonder why I'm finally hearing about this case. Although the results were sealed by a court and cannot be revealed, Roland refused to discuss further detail, but told people in 2018 it's a very shabble case. There are some local suspects that are currently under investigation. When Tara didn't return home from that fateful bike ride so long ago, authorities watched a massive search by land, air, and water, including the nearby Rio Grande River, but intelligently found only bike tracks leading nowhere. Days into the investigation, police located a sun-bleached cassette tape and broken pieces of a Walkman. Okay, I know I'm gonna sound half young and half old. My stepdad, is Walkman like the thing they had before a CD player? And is that the thing that used to hold like tapes? I think my stepdad told me about it. Is that what that is? Please let me know. I'm not really sure. I grew up with CD player and iPod, like the original. I'm clearly a millennial, so I have no clue if a Walkman is exactly what I think it is or if it's something else. I think I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure if I'm correct. I always hate saying like, oh, I'm so definite I know what a Walkman is. Like, no. Is Walkman like that thing you would 
like have headphones put in the tape and that's how you listen to it I think my mom had one please tell me if that's right or wrong because I under I like I've seen them in movies and I've heard of them but I'm not a hundred percent sure okay Now I have to retrace my steps. Darn it. Okay. Walkman, but they led nowhere. An intermittent storm washed away other potential evidence. I knew my parents knew immediately that it was foul play. Tara's older brother, Chris, now 56, told people in 2018 we didn't have any idea what. As the mystery stretched on. Today for True Creepy Things Tuesday, we're just going to talk about tarot cards for fun. How to do a basic tarot reading for yourself or a friend. Ask 10 people about tarot cards and 9 of them will probably say they predict the future. They're almost right. But tarot doesn't tell you what will happen, it tells you what might happen and more importantly, you should show up to it. Here's what you need to know about finding the right tarot deck pulling cards and describing their useful message. What is a tarot deck? In the late 16th and early 17th century, tarot was a simple part game. Within another hundred years, though, it became a popular tool for division, divine, divination. Today, both tarot and article cards, which have fewer rules, and a wider range of content are still in heavy rotation among modern mystics or anyone looking for a sneak peek into the future. The enlightened soul searches his or her pick any pick of playing cards these days with traditional decks like the Rider white deck first published in 1909 and any number of cool and creative decks that appeal to the individual. The trick to finding the right deck is simple for the one that really speaks to you. The standard tater deck has 78 cards and each one has its own image and symbolism. The cards are split into two categories, 22 major cards and 56 minor and great cards. Here's a quick lowdown on each on each, but find more through explaining of the 7-8. Major Anarchy, also known as Trump card, includes 21 number cards and a single unnumbered card deck as the Fool. This character plays a private role in Major Anarchy moves through each card, learning lessons about the way in what's known as the Fool's Journey. Wands, these fiery cards represent passion, energy, creativity, and sexuality. Cups, this is the suit of love, and it represents emotion, feeling, and interaction. The swords are intentionally divine representing our thoughts, swords, and action. Pentacles, the suits, recognize a um, material world, offering guidance on our thoughts, 
career paths and maternal passions. First, you need to ask a deep question. What do I need to know about? How can I understand? Why am I feeling anxious? What is a hidden opportunity? Once you have the question in mind, it's time to shuffle, which takes a lot longer than you realize. Pull your cards. Once you've chosen your cards, lay them face down in your spread. How to interpret cards you pull. The key is to stay calm and focus as you can to fully contact with your abilities. Simple ta uh, tarot cards spread to start with. A three spread card for centering yourself during experience. A five card spread for illumination and clarity. And there's a ten spread Oracle deck. The Oracle deck. How to read your Oracle deck, deck like a pro. First of all, what's the difference between Oracle and tarot cards? Similar to a tarot deck, an Oracle deck is a collection of cards that provides guidance and presentation on our life lived experiences, but while tater cards tend to follow a specific structure, 78 cards split between major or minor anarchy, oral decks can be more loose and enterprise. There are fewer rules when reading from an oracle deck and more freedom to let your introduction lead the way. How to choose an oracle deck? There are hundreds of oracle decks now available each with its own theme and focus. When purchasing a deck, use your intuition. How to do a reading. Come to the card with a blank open mind. When reading for yourself, make sure you're alone in a quiet place where you can tune in to your own energy. And then while holding the deck in your hands, consider where you could be used some guidance right now. Your introduction, inter Intuition will always tell you, oh, intuition, what you need to know in that moment. That means the most pressing issue that comes to mind might surprise you. There are a few ways to shuffle a deck. Turn them over one by one. What are your first thoughts about and what a card means for your, you or the person you are reading for? Treat your deck like a object. Decks can always be worn and well loved, but they should always be respected. Don't rely on the guidebook. Pay attention to the card's imagery. Retain a sense of wonder and magical when reading the cards. Don't overuse the cards. When it comes to tarot decks, learning the traditional meaning of each of the 78 cards is indeed super helpful, especially if you're a tarot reader newbie. That, be, that said, the real magic happens when you go beyond just retaining a card's meaning and tap into your intuition for guidance and metaphysical wisdom. Reading the card in this way is called, you guessed it, intuition tarot, t uh, tarot cards.
Sorry, I got very confused for a moment and lost my place. Familiarize yourself with the traditional meanings. Pull cards you're drawn to. Take in the cards imagery. Pay attention to how you feel. Trust the process. Okay. How much do tarot card readers make a year? How much do tarot card readers make a year? Whether you already a tarot card reader for free or wishing to become one for a living, you will find yourself wondering how much they make in a year. A tarot card can make anywhere from 14000 to over 140000 a year from doing tarot readings alone. As a freelance tarot reader, your income is based on how many readings you do and how much you charge for each reading. With that being said, the income potential is high. If you are interested in finding out how a tarot card reader can make money and how much a tarot card reader can keep reading, what does a tarot card do? A tarot card is someone who uses tarot cards for divine purposes. These cards, when shuffled, choose and placed out for reading, can bring you sight into past, present, or future situations. The tarot card reader can perform tarot card readings on any one they choose and then use the cards to interpret messages that reflect a certain situation in life of the person being read. How do tarot card readers make money? If you read tarot for a hobby, it might be time you start thinking you sell your services for a fee. As personally one reading realizes both your time and energy. The main way a tarot card make money is by selling the tarot reading services. This will include doing virtual or in-person one-on-one tarot reading with clients for a fixed fee and time. In order to do this, you have two options. Freelance and be self-employed and keep all the profit for yourself. Work at a store or for an online website, either as a freelancer that pays a fee to the store or website or receive an hourly wage. From there, based on the time you will spend with the client and how many questions you have, you will allow them to ask you price for reading. How much do tarot cards make? It depends, I guess, on what you do. 30 minute tarot card reading, one hour tarot card reading, $30 for 30 minutes and 50 for one hour. So there's different ways people interpret tarot cards. Okay. I think that'll be it for now. I hope you all enjoyed this. Oh, that's right. I want to give you a little bit of creepy tarot cards. Okay, the Ten of Swords. That's a creepy tarot card to get. There's dreadly little number features a man facing down with ten swords plunged into his back. He has a red cape pulled back, and the sky above him is often black and foreboding. The sword is definitely not a over one to flip. The tower, the three of swords, the nine of swords, the devil, death, the ten of wands, 
the moon, the hanging man, the hermit, the fool. So they say that these are creepy tarot cards. I'm just, I know they're not really creepy. I just wanted to look at them and find some facts about them. And some people find them creepy and others don't. Really depends on you as a person and how you feel about them. My stepdad likes them and I don't know, I thought it would just be interesting. I kept seeing them. I don't know why, but sometimes I believe in signs and boy, I saw them everywhere. It's super weird when you see them everywhere. Like, I don't mean just in one spot. I mean, like, every single place. Okay, well, I hope you all have a great day. Bye for now. And have a fun, true Creepy Things Tuesday.